Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. Ryan Sprague, how you doing, brother? Dude, I am doing wonderful, man. We just crushed an awesome episode on the Highly Optimized Podcast, and now I get the opportunity to come share space with you on your amazing podcast, Causing the Effect, dude. It couldn't be a better day. Negation oh, acknowledged. I love it. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan got more energy than me today. I'm fucking loving this. Uh, everybody, welcome. Causing the effect. I am Scott Cazzoli. You know who I am by this point. This is, I'm going to consider you a very good friend by this point because we're kind of, oh yeah, man. I'm going to consider a very good Likewise. friend, Ryan. Ryan Sprague, I got it right. Um, yep. AKA Highly Optimized, which is, dude, you crush it with the artwork. I got to tell you. It's like you, you in 3D DMT form with the gestures <laughs> and, the, and the chakras. Oh, uh, yeah. It. Nailed it. Dude. Um, you know- I just, I just hopped on Ryan's um, on Highly Optimized, and we spoke too much about me. I'm not talking too much today. I want to know about Ryan. Um, so long story short, if you listen to, to Rachel Veritimo's episode, uh, Ryan is Rachel's boyfriend. They are a team, and now I'm with them. We're a team, not sexually, but on a friendship level. <laughs> We're going to Columbia. I'm signed up. I'm going to Mark's in January. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to do this. Um, and Mexico too, man. Mexico. And going to Oaxaca and Monterey. Uh, dude, we're going to go on some adventures together, brother. Dude, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Um, now, let's talk. I wanted to, to you know, we, we spent a lot of the time on your podcast talking about me. I really want to get your story from, you know, you can tell wherever you started. But where did yeah. this, this journey begin um, for you to become highly optimized? Yeah. Um, first of all, just thank you so much, man, for having me on. I'm oh, so excited to be here, dude. Um, you know, as I'm doing this, I'm like, shit, I think you're on like the third podcast I've been on. You know what I mean? So, dude, high five. Bert, yeah, right. You know? Boom. <laughs> Boom. Um, but yeah, man, like, you know, my life um, has been a wonderfully interesting journey um, from being a kid and just like, you know, always kind of falling into like a uh, a leader role, but not knowing like what the hell to do with it, like not having confidence, um, you know, having a lot of anxiety. Um, we talked about that a little bit on, on my show, like, you know, getting diagnosed at a young age with anxiety and then unconsciously building all these stories around it and teachers and, you know, people that I was looking up to telling me what I could and could not do mm-hmm. with that type of diagnosis. And so by the time I got to high school, Again, I had I had plenty of friends. Um, you know, I was in the death metal too, so uh, we have a commonality there. Okay, uh, so I meant to mention that, yeah, earlier. But um, you know, really started playing guitar, and um, and I sucked at it. You know, like so, it really gave me um, a great sense of satisfaction, like delayed gratification. Like you know, I, I sucked at it. I sucked at it. I kept playing. I kept playing. Mm. You know, six hours a day, uh, seven hours a day, and I got good at it. You know, and so that was really the first cue that I can think of that now when I look back was like the, the first chapter of the rest of my life, you know, um, because a lot of the things I do now, I did not have uh, innate talent at, you know, um, if you had seen me when I first started playing guitar, you would be like, you sure you don't want to do something else, man, you know, like, and so um, that's like a trend with a lot of things in my life. But what it's allowed me to do was, you know, really encompass that growth mindset. And so after high school, um, Went to college for psychology, really wanted to help people um, that had anxiety, depression, all the things that I was, you know, suffering from or experiencing. Um, and and so I went to school and about two years in, just, I don't know, man, like, you know, uh, I'm like, okay, like I get to college and I'm like, this is awesome. You know, like I, I was a commuter too, so I wasn't even partying, nothing like that. But it was like, this is awesome, man. I just got out of high school where I was learning a lot of stuff and we touched on this like that. I didn't really want to learn. I didn't want to learn geometry. I didn't want to learn mm-hmm. algebra. Um, you know, like I didn't want to be a mathematician. So I was learning a lot of things I didn't want to learn. And my idea of college was I get to go to college and because I'm paying, I get to choose what I want to learn. Sounds great in theory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as anyone who's gone to college knows, oh, the first two years you're doing gen eds. So I'm doing all the same stuff again, right? And I'm like, you know, this doesn't make any sense. Like I'm paying, right? Like why? Like I'm not going to my psychologist to get accounting, right? And I'm not going to my accountant to learn math. Like I'm not learning like, you know, uh, history from my accountant. So why am I trying to be well-rounded here, right? So at that same time, um, I was heavily getting into cannabis, right? Cannabis was um, the first thing that gave me natural relief from my anxiety. 
and I had watched family members go through pharmaceuticals. Um, I was aware of that even before I was uh, like, quote unquote, healthy. Um, I realized I didn't want to be dependent on those types of things, right? And and not only that, but when I did try them for like a couple of weeks, they just made me feel like a zombie. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. So found cannabis, um, was never a huge drinker. So really enjoyed that, um, you know, found a tribe of, you know, individuals that liked that and really just started diving into it, man. Like started really wanting to learn a lot about it. Um, grew my first plant when I was 18. And I remember it was like the fucking coolest thing, man. Like it was just like every day running out, it was outdoor running out, looking at it. The thing was like eight feet tall. It was like a bag seed. Um, and you know, it was just, it was so fun. So after that, then I uh, was at Hempfest one year, which is the Boston Freedom Rally, you know, so it's like mm-hmm. where everyone comes out and, you know, publicly breaks the law and uses cannabis, right? So I'm there. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I got blue eyes, so I can't see a lot in the sun when I don't have sunglasses. Uh, this is, that's a story, you know, but at sure, that sure. point, that was the story that I was running. And so I'm like, oh, I can't really see a lot, you know, and, and I hear this, I'm walking through the commons and I hear this guy yelling, who wants to make butter with me? Right. And I'm like, huh. So I'm like, I like making butter, you know? So, <laughs> I, so I go over and he's passing out pamphlets for a eight week semester um, for a cannabis school, right. An institute. Sure. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, this is what I want to do. And I'm like, it's probably far away. It's probably in Boston or whatever. And at that rate, I had a lot of anxiety about driving on the highway. Right. Like I just was like, Oh fuck, this probably isn't going to work. So I look at the sheet and it's like Quincy. And that's like, five minutes from my house. And I'm like, no shit. Right. So I go home. I tell my father, he's like, do you want to do it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, I'll get you it for Christmas. I'm like fucking sick. Right. Cause I'm still in college, broke college student, you know, all yada, yada. And he could tell like at this rate, like I was really getting into it. So him and I had, uh, you know, my father got hit hard with the recession. Um, you know, and, and so we had sold our big plot of land and moved out back as a tenant. Right. So now, you know, we downsized, we wanted to, you know, we didn't need it, but we're sitting around, we're trying to figure out what to do. And, and I could see like, my dad was an entrepreneur, you know, that's where I get it from. And so I could see he was kind of bombing and, you know, just didn't really know what to do next. So I kept being like, come on, let's grow weed. You know, let's, let's let's just, let's try it. Right. This is after I'd grown my one plant outdoor. (laughs) And so, uh, so he finally gives in, he's like, all right, screw it. I'll buy the kit. Right. I'm like, yes. So we start growing weed, little father, son project. Um, and I'll get to why this is so impactful in my life too, but um, we do it and like, we get through it, right? Like we, we, we end up harvesting plants, but dude, like, yeah, first batch rough, right? Like I'm talking for people listening, like you touch a nug and it just turns to dust. Like I let it go that long in flower, right? (laughs) So by the time I find the school, my dad's like, listen, we invested some money. I want you to go learn this stuff for real. Right. And he knows I'm dedicated. So I go do it. I go to the school. um, And it was just like, that was like really one of the first times I remember saying yes to what my heart was telling me you know, um, rather than just what I thought I should do, you know, and I'm sure for a lot of people listening, you can understand that, you know, when people are telling you what you should do versus when you feel something in your heart and you just know you have to do it. Um, so I do it, I go there. Um, you know, I talk to my dad, I'm like, listen, I'm going to be the first person in there and the last person to leave every time I'm going to be the teacher's pet. I'm going to just learn everything I can. So I do that. Uh, I then become an intern. I start like, you know, this is before medical passed here. So uh, I'm giving up pamphlets on the Boston Commons, educating people on cannabis, um, really feeling like I'm making a difference, you know. And so I learn a lot about holistic health through there. I start exercising. I start changing my diet. I start changing my whole life. Right. And, uh, you know, like a lot of a lot of things change that right? as I'm sure, you know, too, Scott, like when you start changing your diet, a lot of your friends change, um, a lot of lifestyle change. So big dark night of the soul going on. And um, so I finish up there. Uh, I'm looking to get into a dispensary now because medicals passed. There's dispensaries opening. Um, and around that time, I go to Electric Daisy Carnival, I'm a big fan of uh, electronic music. So I go to Vegas, uh, place that I think you've been to once or twice, right? You know, I went to EDC four years in a row, and, I fucking, and I fucking crushed it. Yeah, it was Hell awesome. yeah, dude! Hell yeah! So I went in 2014. I don't know if you went in 2014. Yes, but that's when uh, I was there. I was there. I was Fuck there. Yeah, you would have saw a different level, Scott. Yeah. Let me tell you, <laughs> you would have seen a different level of me too. But uh, <laughs> opposite, like I was like a newbie. You know, I had never done a plant medicine. Um, you know, I I drank when I went to clubs. Uh, like like 
like did not drink that well. I was like one of those people with three drinks. And I'm like, oh, so, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, so that like, you know, just put yourself in that like kind of image, you know. And uh, so I go there and um, I remember this moment, man, uh, I've never forgotten it, where my first journey, you know, um, my first journey across the country. And, um, you know, my dad was a huge part of my life. Uh, my mom, too, of course, you know, but this is, you know, this part's about my father. And uh, so I remember my dad and I, you know, my dad was he was such a big kid, man, you know, and, uh, he would always take me to like steakhouses and stuff. And like, we had a lot of traditions around that, you know, we had classic cars. Yeah. He'd wake me up at like seven in the morning, like stoned out of my mind on edibles. He'd be like, come on, let's go to breakfast. I'd be like, dad, like, I don't want to go to breakfast, you know, like that kind of thing, you know, the teenagers do. And, uh, so I'm in Vegas, we go to the steakhouse, me and two of my friends, we're, we're being fancy, you know, we're dressing up, we're doing a thing. We go to this expensive steakhouse in the New York, New York, actually. And, um, and I, and I get my steak, right? And and I'm like, oh, I want to send a picture of this to my dad, right? And I just get this, like, really heavy feeling, you know? And it was, like, very sad, like, very, like, dark, um, just very heavy, you know? And I had no idea what it meant. And and so I get home. Um, didn't really think much of it at the time. Went out and partied. Had a great time. I get home uh, on, like, June 27th, I think, let's say. Like, right around there is when EDC finishes up. And July 9th, my dad got diagnosed with cancer, you know? And so when he got diagnosed, um, you know, it was already terminal, you know? And, and so um, going through that process and, uh, you know, really that huge jock night of the soul, you know, my, my father was my best friend. I'm an only child. Um, I do have a stepbrother and stepsister, but, you know, I grew up an only child. So, you know, going through that and also um, helping my father through end of life um, with cannabis um, cemented me into plant medicine, you know, um, it really, it, it changed me on a fundamental level. And my father was supposed to, uh, make it to Halloween. Maybe this was in July and he ended up making it all the way to June of the following year. And this is without chemo or radiation or anything. And, um, you know, his, his, his scans showed that his tumors were shrinking. Um, but he was still smoking cigarettes and doing the things that gave him cancer, you know, and, and, and I love him, you know, the same, you know, because you got to love people for who they are. So that was like when I really got into plant medicine, started working at a dispensary, um, you know, helped a lot of people, learned a shit ton about growing, just really loved that, taught a lot of other people how to grow, started a small consulting business where I would, you know, now that it's legal to grow in the state, I would find clients through the dispensary and then I would help them uh, grow their own you know? And so it was really fun. I got to give back and stuff and, uh, got to share the story of my dad with a lot of people. And so, you know, then, uh, moving forward, you know, this is up until last year, you know, I was, I was in the industry, uh, you know, I'm a pirate, right? So Mm -hmm. like I make my own rules, uh, you know, when rules don't apply to me, I, I make new ones and then I share them and I then, uh, create new stories around them. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm a fucking pirate. Right. So, um, so I'm in this industry, right. Which is built on, being a pirate, right? It's about like, you know, this was illegal. Now it's legal. So I'm in this industry. When I first get in, it's awesome, right? Like, it's just amazing. Um, You know, everything, everyone in it is like, you know, super fun. Um, You know, we're all in it for the right reasons. We're a smaller dispensary, but we're making waves. We got on PBS France. Um, All the people there are like just badasses in their own right, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, about a year and a half in the owner who was like way too nice, to be in this business. Uh, and I'll explain that, but he basically tells us, Hey guys, I'm, I'm selling the company. You know, I got to get out of this. It's, it's, it's what I have to do. And so we understood. And so he sold to this company that, you know, again, like the first time they came in, it was just the fucking cheesiest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like exactly what I was trying to escape. So very long story short came very disenfranchised with the company, with the industry. And, uh, so at a certain point, um, you know, uh, a, a myriad of things happened where they just, they, they, they weren't exactly being nice to me or any other people there. Right. And so I decided, okay, this is, this brings us up to November of last year, Rachel, myself, and my buddy, Devin decided, you know what? We're entrepreneurs. We can do this. We're going to go to Vegas and go to MJ BizCon. Right. Which is, I'm sure you've probably heard of it. The biggest mm-hmm. cannabis convention, fucking crazy. So I'm like, you know what? We're entrepreneurs. We have skills. Let's go, let's go, let's go find out like what, um, like what, what it's all about out there. And so, so we go out and the, the idea was that we were going to find, um, you know, we were going to get our love for the industry rehashed, you know, and, um, 
we were going to, you know, go out there and meet all these people who are going to help change our lives. So we go out there and it's just like all the Chads and Brads are out there, you know, like how many Watts per square foot can you, I mean, how many grams per square foot can you give me and all this yada, yada. Right. You know, you know, the type. Mm -hmm. So we're going through a big dark night of the soul, man, Rach and I, and we're just like, man, like, you know, this industry, we loved it. And, you know, we want to stay in it. We want to help people. We're trying to expand, but it's just not really feeling right. And so we decide like, you know, and sorry, Rachel, for saying this out loud, but she won't care. Uh, <laughs> we decide like we're in Vegas. We want to do, you know, she's like, I want to go to the strip club. I'm like me fucking too. Right. So we end up going to the strip club, which we one? have a good time. Uh, Screaming Rhino or Sapphires? Uh, it was, what's the one that's fully nude? Um, it's a, yeah 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 that one yeah and it was a blast dude like we had never gone to a strip club before that's like probably hilarious for you to hear like you know but um we had never gone to one we'd always talked about it so we go there right and um so we have a blast and so the next night Devin leaves and it's just her and i and we're like you know we're walking around and we get invited to this party we go and it's all right you know and at a certain point like i'm like what do you want to do she's like i want to go to the strip club again perfect that's my girl right so we go back <laughs> to the strip club <laughs> go back to the strip club and uh you know, we take some medicines uh, and, you know, long story short, we have a great night. Um, we get carried away a little bit and it gets, it's seven in the morning, right? Like, which That's happens in Vegas pretty regularly, right? Like, and Rachel had asked me specifically, like, hey, can we please make sure we're out of here by a certain time? So, so I, I, I fuck up, right? And I'm like, shit, you know, and, and watching the, 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 the process of her going through that pain of like the anxiety of like, cause she was working on a big project at that time for a mm -hmm. Chicago company with cannabis. So watching her go through that, I actually felt a real low, you know, like I felt like a real low, you know, and it could have been the serotonin tanking too. That definitely had something to do with it, but I'm so grateful for that experience because what I realized in that was that I had been unconsciously numbing myself for years with cannabis, with caffeine, with all the things that like we, you know, like that I thought were quote unquote healthy, right? I'm mm -hmm. drinking organic coffee. Um, you know, I'm in the cannabis industry. I'm, I'm not smoking all day. I'm only using it at the night. Like I'm good. And what I realized on that plane ride home was like, I was in a deep, dark, like level of emotion, but it was like the best feeling I'd ever felt. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, if this is a low, that means there's a high coming. Right. And so, um, long story short, I get back, I have a, uh, I'm, you know, really getting into meditation, breath work and everything. And uh, I've been doing that for the last like, year or two, but it really started connecting with me. And I started like having a dialogue with my soul. And my soul was like, you got to take a break from everything. You got to get completely sober. Um, you got to let yourself feel your feelings, you know? Yeah. And so I, so I did that, you know, I, I, uh, I stopped smoking cannabis. I stopped using cannabis um, for 60 days. And during that time started just like having an awakening like straight up, like I'm talking like the kind that is referred to as a Kundalini awakening, you know, and, and that's like such a charged term these days. Like I know how it sounds for everyone listening, but like, trust me, like when I say like, I'm like putting on music and just like crying tears of joy and just like constantly on cloud nine and having all these downloads, like it was fucking crazy. Right. So during that time, I'm deciding, you know, I want to teach people how to use cannabis more mindfully because mm -hmm. I'm connecting all these dots now of like, oh my God, there's all these people that are using cannabis like unconsciously, you know, and, and if they were able to like feel their feelings, they might be able to get better use out of it. So I start getting this idea to create a mindful cannabis company. So I'm like, what would be the name? You know, so Rachel and I are sitting in a stop and shop parking lot one night and, and, uh, and she's amazing at, at coming up with names. Um, and so she's like, what about highly optimized? And I'm like, holy shit, right? I love it, right? So I get into that. Um, I make the Instagram. I start just putting up videos on mindful cannabis consumption. And long story short, like that's really where I started saying yes to my heart. You know, um, I started getting clear on what my feelings were, started getting clear on what my stories were. Um, I met Mark England right around then. I made a big post on perspective and I tagged him in it. Never expected to like have him reach out to me. I heard him on podcast to him. To me, he was like a guru, you know, and he reached out to me. He was like, dude, we need to get on a call like right now. And I was like, okay. So I hop on a call and he's like, dude, you ever thought about being a coach? And it's like, it's fucking Mark England. I'm like, yeah, of course I thought about being a coach. I'm already a coach. You know, I had done 
Paul Check's holistic lifestyle coach training and stuff. And so I just, I bought the ticket. I took the ride. I put the last money I had and was buying that coaching certification uh, and, and went with it. And at the same time, um, through a series of events, met uh, my buddy who studio I'm at right now, who was like, dude, you should do a podcast. And that fucking terrified me. But I fucking, I just knew in my heart, it felt right. So I did it. And um, yeah, Highly Optimized has evolved um, over the short year that I've been doing it into now a coaching business on helping people transform their lives um, through story work, through plant medicine work. Um, you know, I facilitate cannabis journeys, cacao, combo, uh, hape, um, you know, any medicine that's legal, you know, I do that. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been an amazing gift that I get to share um, with those around me and, and watching people go through these transformations and, and realize their own power. Um, one of the, one of the people you're going to get to meet is a guy by the name of Sean Lazio. And, uh, he has a great saying that he said in Colorado when we were at one of our retreats recently. And he said, you know, we, as coaches, we provide the key that allows people to unlock their own greatness, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was like, that's like exactly what I do. You know, I get to be the key that allows people to see, unlock, you know, embody and, and just like really step into their own power, their own greatness. And dude, it's been, it's been the best journey, man. So that's a long winded answer uh, to my journey, but now, you know, my whole journey, man, see, start I'm to finish. Like, dude. And just so you know, I'm so sorry. You lost your fault. That, 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 that yeah. I was like, I was feeling very somber yeah. over there. Cause like yeah, my you, uncle, it's, it, it's just, we have a lot of, there's a lot of parallels. And we were discussing this on yours, yeah. like how but there's reasons why we're here and we're all yeah. in that same journey. But the, the, what happened to your father, actually, my uncle was like my father. And in 2013, he got brain cancer, was dead within two months, a long, wow. very long. And that, that's what turned me into that. There's like that di the different chapters of Scott and you used it for good, right? You, you actually, you know, you kind of found where you're supposed to be. I found kind of went the other way. I went, I, I always call those the, I call them the darkest of the, those are the Vegas days. Those are yeah. hell of a time, but, um, <laughs> you know, and you're doing, I would say it was just, um, it was all Molly, really Molly. And, and, you know, really, I just preferred Molly over everything. Yeah, um, same, but I, it I, was, I love MDMA. yeah, but <laughs> I, I'm you, just so everybody's listening. Ryan is in Massachusetts. We, weed is, is legal. Yeah, it's completely legal. It's completely yeah. legal. Completely legal, recreationally. Yeah. What yep. the fuck? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. I'm glad you brought that up too, because um, you know, I'm very careful with um, you know, how I operate in like different states, right? Like, you know, um, for anyone listening, like, I'd love to get cannabis done in like, uh, what's a bad state right now? Like Nebraska. Like, I might not be coming there for a while, you know. Um, but if you're in a legal state and um, and you're interested in this, um, you know, one of the things that I also do is uh, guided Zoom journeys, right? So, say if you're in a state that might be illegal and you're looking for one of these uh, facilitated cannabis journeys, we can hop on Zoom. Like we can do a lot through Zoom. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's fucking crazy, dude. That weed is legal here. Like, you know, Massachusetts has its own shit sandwich of stuff but um i'm honestly super grateful to live here man like yeah dude, you, you know, just wins. blew my mind like you're like you're there like you're just yeah up. and i'm yeah. here and it's like the word i mean listen i, I think it's de decriminalized in new, new york but like it's yeah, still a thing God. i have to talk to the drug dealer i have to yeah you know shout out to pete it's my yeah. guy pete <laughs> hell a yeah fan. pete's a big fan uh dude. Dude. <laughs> get kick out of that one um dude. but it's, it's very weird right that like just a couple states over it's it's a business it's a real business this is you know my cousin who we spoke about um the the one who lived in thailand for a little bit he he's been thinking about doing the same thing and it's like even to get to be ahead of this curve in new york city to get the license is like three to four hundred thousand dollars after you're done with everything it's like jesus christ like they're really really you know not not stopping it not yeah, stopping yeah. they're stomping their feet every yeah. step of the way the trying. but listen yeah. i'm glad i'm glad you got you're you're doing and i i would that that just sounds like a hell of a job it sounds like the i mean probably don't get high on your own supply i would probably yeah. wrong with that that you know you know the addiction would probably be an issue yeah, but yeah. uh but now i the journey i i get it now where did where did the fitness come in? Were you being mm. fit the whole time? Was this something that, where, where did that click in this journey for you? Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm glad you brought up that, that money. He shredded. He yeah. shredded. I'm Thanks, jealous brother. of Ryan's abs. Dude, I'm dude gonna, I'll give you I, all the ab tricks, I, man. You I know? want them now. We, we, we want dude. them right now. Cause I'm, I'm going to take notes. Tell me what you're eating. <laughs> Tell me what, what, what kind of, what kind of journey I got to go on for the abs. 
I got you guys. You know, and I just wanted to touch on real quick. Like that's one of the main reasons I got out of the cannabis industry because I realized that like the side of cannabis that I want people to know and I want to guide people in has nothing to do with with selling it, you know, and all that. Um, it really and and also the people that are able to spend that money to get into it are just douches, you know, and they just have no idea. They were in like whatever industry last year. Now this is the industry they make money in, which by the way, anyone thinking like you're going to make money in cannabis, it's not an industry people get rich in. Um, unless you're like literally doing some dark shit, um, mm. you know, to give you an idea, like you're growing a lot of cannabis, um, it then molds. What do you do with it? You turn it into distillate, right? And then a lot of people don't want distillate anymore. So like, that's just one of a myriad of different ways that people think they're going to make money with it, but they don't, you know? So I just wanted to touch on that yeah, real please. quick. Thank you. Um, and good. also like the, the, the weirdness of the fact like what you brought up, like these imaginary lines, right. Called States allow us to then say whether or not we're able to use plants that grow from the ground. And yet we think we're so civilized, right? Like, it's just like, it's, it's kind of hilarious. Like, you know, being a, being a, a awake to some of these things, man, as I know you are, and I know your audience is like, we'll get a chuckle out of that. You know, like, oh, and these imaginary lines, like a couple, couple hundred miles to that imaginary line. I'm literally surprised. I still kind of like, I was like, what? I was yeah. like, you said, because you said, first you said medicinal 2015. I'm like, they've, yeah. they've had, because, you know, medicinal usually comes to a couple years after. I'm like, holy yep. shit. I may just, yeah. my cousins are here. This like, this kid Scott's going to move to Boston. I'm going to be in Boston. <laughs> Come on down, bro. <laughs> Come on it. down, That's dude. Um, but fitness. All right. Yep. So. Um, so I found fitness when I was about, uh, 19, um, you know, and like Jersey shore was on, like, I don't, I was a metal kid. So like, I wasn't watching Jersey shore, but kind of, I was like, well, they're getting a lot of hot girls. Like I want to get hot girls, you know, like, so, and like, again, like I, I always had a lot of friends. I was social. Like I'm, I am literally like these days, the most extroverted person I guarantee anyone will ever meet. Like, it's just, it's, it's my blessing and curse. You can ask Rachel. Um, I can't go fucking anywhere. Without like if Rachel, if we have a time limit for something, um, there's no getting like I, people just want to talk to me and I want to talk to them. So, yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. But uh, so I found fitness um, when I was looking to get like, you know, just like more confidence. Right. And so this actually will give you a pretty hilarious view into like how I think I was like, OK, I worked out like when I was like 14, I worked out. I was like the only kid in middle school biceps. Um you know, that was pretty fun. I was just doing like push-ups and like bicep curls mm -hmm. and stuff and whatever. So I was like, all right, you know, like I'm older now. I want to like have a full program. What do I choose? P90X, right? So I go right from like not working out to P90X. And I didn't know anything about foam rolling, soft tissue work, uh, anything, chiropractor, uh, acupuncture, nothing, right? So recipe for disaster. Uh, anyone no, who's done P90X knows yeah. it's a fucking intense program, right? Like I started off just, with, uh, what's his name? Sean T's. What's that? Insanity. Oh, dude. Is that, same, uh, is that same insanity? Thing. Insanity? Same thing. The same thing. Yeah. 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 22. Dude. Right? Yes. Uh, you know, um, so like, you know, it, it did amazing things for me. Like, but I had quad tendonitis and patellar tendonitis within six months. Um, <laughs> I then like, dude, I got like these weird shoulder issues. I was just doing things wrong. Yeah, like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I was just hammering it every day, six days a week. So in doing that, I learned a lot about diet. I learned a lot about uh, myself. I learned a lot about like we were talking about in my episode, like a lot about delayed gratification and a lot about how like I can choose to work for something. And if I stick to it consistently, I will get results. And I had already learned that through guitar, but it was like, oh, these results are applicable to different areas and they're repeatable. You know, like this is a formula that works, you know? And so then I started asking myself, like, what else does this apply to, you know? And so um, for everyone for the ad tricks, you know, like, so what I've realized about uh, uh, like, like, like fitness in general is that it's like 80% diet, you know, mm -hmm. and, and everyone's different, you know, like um, I forget like all the names for like the morphs, but like an endomorph versus an ectomorph. Uh, yeah, there's mesomorph. different like, body. Yeah. yeah, yeah like you yeah. had that lean body, but you're, you're, you're very shredded and you have the muscles. So I'm like, yeah, fuck this, yeah. fuck this kid. Yeah. Ryan, bro. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Dude, and I'm 6'5". So, like, at first, oh, I was oh just a tall, lanky kid, dude. Like, like super lanky. And so that was – I was super self-conscious over that, you know? And everyone's like, dude, it's awesome to be tall. And I'm like, yeah, dude, but I fucking look like the Skeletor. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, so that was, like, another main reason I got into fitness. And so – I started bulking up a little bit and then like learning more about like, okay, like, you know, like the classic bodybuilding, like carb cycling and like, you know, doing these things, eating like 200 grams of protein a day, just feel like inflamed as hell. Like just, you know, like uh, eating breads and all that stuff. Then um, 
it was like, actually I rode that train for a while, started getting into X2, you know, started learning a lot more about like the body and started mm-hmm. like balancing out. Um, you know, I was, I was sustainably doing P90X, um, did it for nine years, um, which oh, was wow. pretty hilarious, like nonstop, like just like four cycles a year, just nonstop. But I started modifying it, like doing like some of X1, some X2 being like, I don't like plyometrics. That shit fucks my knees up. So, um, and again, that was just my form, but, um, not knowing why it was happening, just decided to X and A that. And, um, so yeah, like over the course of this journey of my fitness journey, I then started learning more, more people, like more things from different people. I uh, started working with some trainers and started really getting the diet on point. And this is right around when Rachel and I started dating around like three and a half years ago. And I started becoming aware of the ancestral diet and started really getting into longevity and started getting into like what really now is like my health you know, and started realizing like, dude, I can eat 100 grams of protein a day, eat the right digestive enzymes. So that protein is then, uh, you know, uh, taken into my body much more efficiently and effectively. And I gain more muscle and I'm not putting my kidneys through the stress of like drinking protein shakes and all that stuff. And uh, I do still love like some organic protein here and there, you know, Um, but, you know, started getting into like, like figuring out what my metabolic typing diet was, you know, and started getting into Paul check and like Ben Greenfield and all these people Mm. and uh, learned that like, I'm a polar type, right? Like I come from Nordic regions. So like, it's really cold and I need a lot of fat and protein, you know, that's what my body likes. And yeah. And yeah. And that's why like this whole like diet thing is so crazy to me because people are like, you should always do this. You should be a vegetarian, be a vegan. And it's like, I'm not here to diss anyone's thing, but just Mm. like, make sure it works for you because certain people, you know, like they, they work better with vegetarians, certain people, like I cannot be a vegetarian doesn't work for me, you know? Um, so then it brings in the conversation of like, okay, we'll make sure you get your meat through sustainable sources. Shout out to butcher box. They're fucking dope. Box is fantastic. Dude, dude, butcher box and, uh, the flavor chef. Have you heard of the flavor chef? No, no. What's that? Bone broth, bro. Like the best bone broth, dude. Like bone broth is the key. It's collagen protein, right? So like it fills in all your little joints and gaps and everything, dude. Uh, if I can make one piece of advice to everyone listening, if you're a meat eater and like you're, you're not a vegetarian or vegan, go through the flavor chef, get bone broth. It will change your life. Like literally I'm doing this. So, so we yeah. know I'm, I'm, and I want to go back cause there's, there's, yeah, please. you're blowing my mind here a little bit. And, and, <laughs> Thank and you, you know, that's the same thing I, I, I try to tell everybody because I, I do little series about, you know, this diet, keto, whatever. It's about what works for you, right? It's about what feels yes. better. I would say I'm in that intermediary between trying to have my green, like that classic bodybuilder, you have 200 grams of protein, but a little yeah. bit of, you know, I have my greens and I have my, uh, my sweet potato or my brown rice, that typical, that typical thing. But I, what you were saying about your digestive enzymes regarding the protein. So by, by, by what you're doing, you're saying I could have a hundred grams of protein and by having the correct digestive enzymes, I can end up absorbing more protein by yep. just the en- the enzymes that you're now now what is when you say digestive enzymes what do i have to spend money on right now to get this get more protein <laughs> in my body that's why i'm so getting. so this is another reason why living 4d is my favorite podcast because again like we talked about in my podcast real quick um like look at the people that are getting the results you want and then figure out what they're doing right so paul check is 60 deadlifting 400 pounds he's had horrible he insane Im- dude he's fucking jacked. jacked right and he's had insane amount of injuries he hasn't had an easy life you know you might look at him and be like wow this guy's the the, the epitome of health, dude, he's gone through his dark nights for sure, you know? And um, so a company that uh, sponsors his podcast by optimizers, right? And I like, seriously, I'm not, I'm, well, I, I technically am an affiliate, but I haven't made any money up. Like this is seriously out of like, they've changed my life. And actually I, when I got food poisoning in Mexico, they saved my life there too, but I'll get into that later. But um, so Wade Lightheart, right? He's the only uh, vegetarian bodybuilder, like to win a competition, to win like, um, I forget if it was Mr. Olympia, it was something, right? Mm-hmm. And he was natural, mm-hmm. like, um, and he was only ingesting 87 grams of protein a day, but his whole entire thing, and he's got an incredible story, man, like check out his uh, Living 4D episode, it's, it'll tell you all about him. But he he truly walks the walk, you know, um, he's, he's, he's everything. And he's older now, and he's like, consistently still yoked. Um, but he has a product called Masszymes. And it has everything like it has like uh, enzymes to break down dairy enzymes to break down gluten in there. He's also got like a bigger one called gluten guardian. So like when you want to go out and have the cake or whatever, like, like, as again, like, like for anyone listening, who's like, Oh my God, I got to be super strict. Like, dude, like I'm telling you right now, the mental aspect of this is, is bigger than anything. So there were so many years where I was like, I can't have that. No, I can't have that. I can't have that. And again, it's consistency, right? So I don't go eating cake every day of the week, but like, dude, you better believe if like, if like I'm at a birthday party and my body's like, I want that cake. 
I just like, and again, it's all the language and the story around it too, right? So I'll tell myself, you know what? Like, cause the normal story I would say is, oh, that cake's sugar, it's inflammation. But, and, right, and at the same time, it's going to nourish my soul. And that's more powerful than anything, you know? So if I believe that it's going to be healthy for me, it's going to be healthy. You know, it's not going to affect me. It's going to make me stronger because then I'm, I'm able to give in a little bit and have half a piece, right? Or even a full piece, right? And, and I can tell you doing it the other way, if you neglect yourself time and time again, you're going to fuck up and you're going to eat a whole cake at one time. You okay, know? so Ryan, you're, you're you're nailing my third. This is like my Thursday night. This is like you're you're running. It's six o'clock. People that are listening to this, you're, you'll hear this by seven or eight. But by yeah. that time, I'm gonna be losing my mind because this is exactly what I do. I have this stuff till Thursday, and I start losing my mind. Like today, I'm just yeah. like, I can't do chicken and rice again. I can't yeah. do it. I can't. Yeah. But now, what you're saying is, Lane, did you did you say Lane Norton? Uh no. Um, uh, it was probably. Was it an enzyme I was talking about or was it? Um... I think it was the enzymes because you said mass okay. enzymes. I'm going to buy this. I'm just going to buy yeah. it. I trust you. Mass um, so mass, mass enzymes will yep. help the digestive protein. Uh, the digestive everything. Proteins. That's, oh, like, that the, that's like the that's like the one and done. If you just want to get one product, um, but I do recommend. Like, no, but you also said line. you said a gluten thing that yes. you, it, it basically gluten sounds guardian. like a cheat, a cheat yeah. to, to my cheat meal. So yeah, exactly. Gluten guardian, it's called. And and again, it's like. Guys, like, you know, for everyone listening, like, we're fucking human, you know, like, we're here to experience things. Like, there's going to be times we want ice cream, right? Which is dairy. Ooh, scary. I get it. Like, I, I agree. But, like, there are going to be times where you want to, like, just, you know, live a little, you know? And that's, like, you know, again, like, you want consistency. You want to, like, not, like, how do I not put it to You want to enjoy being healthy. Let yourself live a little. Let you yourself, gluten like. guardian? Gluten guardian, yeah. Okay, and then. Know. And then the other one, dude, that is like, I would say mass times and this other one are the most important P3OM. It's the Navy seal of probiotics. It go, it actually mm -hmm. makes its way all the way through your intestinal tract where most probiotics get broken up. Like I think it's in the large intestine. I'm not exactly sure I can get that wrong, but um, dude, when I got food poisoning in Mexico, I was fucked, right? Like, like Rachel and I got it bad. Like, I don't know what we were thinking. We ate some tuna nachos. I know what you're thinking. It was a bad decision, right? But anyway, we wake up. I'm like, something's fucking terribly wrong. And uh, you know, whatever you think happens with food poisoning started happening. Let's just say, right. To not be mm -hmm. grotesque. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so things start happening. And I remember I'm like, fuck, I got P3OM here. Right. And so I look up online. I just have this intuitive feeling like that's going to help me. So I look up online, P3OM and food poisoning. There's this lady talking about it. She's like, yeah, I fucking, I got food poisoning. I ate five of them, right. Which is supposed to only eat one. I ate five of them killed it immediately. So I fucking did it. I was like, fuck it. Uh, I've heard Paul check eating handfuls of mass items, like to test how safe they are. He's like, dude, they're awesome. So I ate five of them, dude, like immediately, like my, all my symptoms stopped. Right. Then it was like, okay, I'm just depleted. Right. So then I took uh bioptimizers. Actually, this is another fucking product they have. It's amazing. It's their magnesium breakthrough. So it's got every single type of magnesium in one spot. And one of the things that I'm huge on is I'm a huge regenerative agriculture nerd. I cultivate all my veggies, all my, um, all my fruits wow. uh, and all my cannabis organically. Right. I do Korean natural farming. I'm huge into that. I don't think we've touched on that yet, but um, so I understand like how the top soils are all depleted of micronutrients. And so therefore we're most all deficient in micronutrients. Yes. Even if you eat organic. So, um, and also we have glyphosate and all these other things. Right. So um, magnesium breakthrough is fucking amazing dude best sleep of your life i'm telling you this company is just awesome um the other company that i'll plug right now because we're on the subject of like like supplements but again i've 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 been that person that's taken 80 supplements a day and it's just like it's fucking crazy i take like pretty much the full line of bioptimizers to optimize my digestion right because again like your gut is where everything's made so you optimize your digestion you get better dopamine better serotonin um you know everything works better right? So I focus on that. And then the other one is Symbiotica. Um, they, dude, are fucking awesome. Like, dude, their whole line, they have an Omega that's incredible. They have a D3 K2 CoQ10, which is great for us in the Northeast to get like barely any sunlight part of the year. Um, they have this thing called Golden Mind, which is like, dude, a non-caffeinated, non-stimulant blend of like, it's an adaptogen blend. So it helps your body deal with stress more efficiently and helps your cortisol levels stay in check. So you're not getting inflamed, um, which if, again, if you're trying to exercise a lot and you're getting inflamed, it, it creates a lot of pain, right? And uh, we try to go away from pain. So um, they also have a fermented vitamin C with bamboo silica. Um, they have a glutathione, like, dude, they're like, 
like them two together, it's a it's a knockout punch. Well, you That's need all I sounds use. like. Yeah, it's all I it's all I need, you know. And uh, and mm-hmm. I, dude, Scott, you would fucking love these companies, man. Um, they're fucking. No, I'm dope. waiting for my. I'm waiting. I, I last week or two weeks ago, we had Doctor Frank Fregno. And shout out to my to my friend Doctor Frank. He was yeah. he broke down all the all the supplements for me. He's like, you're taking your multivitamin from GNC, and like by the time it hits your body, you're it's not doing anything to you. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, I got to redo everything. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now I'm just waiting. So like, it, it, I'm I'm glad that I can corroborate everything. But yeah. that that's very cool. And I think yeah, I think this is so underrated. Like in the, 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 I like, cause honestly, I didn't know this about you that like, I thought, you know, you're just a, you just, you know, you're, you're into, into this mindset and now you're blowing yeah. my mind. I'm like, shit, what you gotta, you, every, everything is so organic. That's probably what you feel. That's why you're so freaking energized. It's six o'clock yeah. at night. God yeah, damn. dude. I'm like, dude, uh, I feel like I'm just a bright beam of light. Like I feel like I'm plugged into an electrical socket 24 hours a day. Like, Are you and, still drinking and, coffee, caffeine? Uh, no, no. I mean like, oh, okay. Wow. So, so let me, let me, let me, let me clarify. So on the weekends, Rachel and I have a tradition where we'll get a really nice espresso. Cause I didn't drink coffee for years. Dude. I got off for like seven years. Right. And then I got oh, wow. Rachel and she introduced me to espresso. Right. So I fucking love espresso, dude. It's right. But stuff. it's also, it's hardly hard to find good espresso. So anyway, we have this place near us that we, that has really good espresso and Paul check taught me all about the wonders of really good espresso, how it's very high in antioxidants. It's really good for you. Right. But you just have to make sure it's like, you know, and again, it's all moderation. Um, you'll die from water if you're drinking too much. Right. So, um, so I got into doing this, right? And and so it's like our tradition now. We have this park near us right on the ocean. It's beautiful. We we go get coffees. And yeah, sometimes we get muffins too for everyone listening. They're gluten-free. It's cool, right? But sometimes we get a muffin too. Because again, it's all about letting yourself live, right? So we get an espresso and we just go walk. And we just have a walk and talk, you know, and we just, we just, you know, we strategize and we talk about our businesses. We talk about, you know, um, what's coming up for us, uh, any feelings that like, you know, we're trying to work through, we'll coach each other a little bit. And it's like our tradition. So I do use coffee on the weekends, but dude, it's literally, it's like, I only drink coffee recreationally, you know, that's like one of the, my no, but I like things. how you do that. It's more like yeah. a, it's more like how I drink nowadays, like once every yeah. couple of weeks or once every, you know, whatever, but that, I think you'll probably yeah. enjoy it more. Cause to be honest, dude, we are. I'm out of control of coffee. I'm like, and I get, I get into, I get into the office. My assistant has a, we do the, um, the Nespresso. So I have yeah. a, a cup of it, a cup, a cup of coffee with the shot of espresso in it. At, oh, at, dude. Then at, then at, at 12, then at three. So I, I may have to look into some of these stuff. So I, I'm, I'm an energy beam, but I would say it is artificially beamed with the coffee from the caffeine. And it's almost like it doesn't work after some, after some time, right? Dude, I'm going to blow your mind right now. If you haven't heard about this, I'm going to change your whole life, Scott. You ready? Oh, have you heard of Kratom or Kratom? You bet your ass I have. <laughs> dude, that shit changed my life, dude. Uh, like, you know, when I was at the dispensary, uh, standing a lot, like, and now understanding energy systems a lot better, like having sick people come in, um, who a lot of them unconsciously are just like a lot to handle. Um, but I loved it. So like feeling really depleted at the end of the day. Um, Kratom like saved my life there, dude, like straight up. Like it allowed me to be so much more of myself. It almost protected my energy. So I could just be a beam of light all day. You know, so um, you're yeah. saying you used it as, as a, as a recovery tool. Not even like I used it as like a coffee replacement, if you will. Like oh. I used it as something to like get me into the flow state each day. You know, um, the difference that I find with coffee and that, and that's honestly why I don't drink coffee anymore. Like, like regularly, like I love the taste of a good espresso. So I'll drink it for the taste. I honestly, like I, a lot of times we'll get decaf, but then I have to worry about like, how do they decaffeinate it? You know, there's a chemical process of that and everything. So I've just figured out, like, I'm just going to drink caffeine because it's more natural. Um, but, and rather, um, you know, with Kratom, uh, it gives me a sense of euphoria. I start getting downloads. Uh, it's so much more to me than just energy. It allows my articulation to come out more properly. Whereas create, whereas uh, coffee is just like pure energy, right? It's just like, mm-hmm. ah, go, 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 go. Right. Yep. Which again, time and a place, right? I, I like that, you know, like you're driving, but dude, to me, like Kratom just beats it 10 ways to something. Yeah. I've, da- I, and I've really, I, en- I, I was kind of ordering it, but I was using it more just to, I'm going to be honest. I was divorced and I was just like, I just need to get high. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, yeah. and just for those yeah. who who don't who aren't um, familiar, this it's a, a native to what Southeast Asia has yep. leads containing compounds of um, like psychotropic, mind altering effects, but not don't it's not a psychedelic. It's not that way. I would say it's just kind of it, it, it's a similar. Can't say opium. It's sort yeah. of like it's f- similar feelings to like, but th- that's like what the Chinese do when they smoke their pipes. So it, yeah. it's a little feeling. I think euphoria is a good word. Um, yeah. 
but you're saying that it's a good, I mean, yeah, because it's, I know there's been, um, you know, kind of, uh, a lot of different tests on it and it's legal. You could order it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, th- th- this is a lot of good stuff. I mean, I may, cause if I could stop drinking coffee, that would be, that would be nice. And the, th- and the thing is too, right? Like with, with Kratom, uh, it's pronounced Kratom, but I just like saying Kratom more. So for everyone who's like, cool. no, Kratom, I know, but I'm just saying Kratom because it's easier. The dude's right? growing so, his own yeah. organic fucking garden. He can say whatever he wants. Right. Whatever exactly. Boom. An authority. <laughs> right. So doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there's lots of different strains just like with cannabis. Right. So what I found was like, I tried green Mangda and that was cool. Then I tried white Mangda and I was like jittery. I'm like, holy shit. Right. And, uh, I found white Hulu Kapas, never looked back, never done any other strain since people are like, dude, I got this one. I'm like, I don't care. doesn't matter. Like, I just don't care. Like I white Hulu to me is the best strain of all time. Like I'm telling you, like I was talking about this in Virginia, like I've done lots of different plant medicines and they've all given me insane amounts of downloads and I've gotten a lot from them. Huh, they've also scared the shit out of me at times. But um, to me, like uh, a nice dose of Kratom, like take a gram, an hour and a half later, take another gram and smoke a, uh, a, a joint or even a spliff of uh, my specific Tahiti lime, which mm-hmm. I cultivated uh, and and uh, pheno hunted and sexed and pheno hunted myself. Mm-hmm. So this is like the ultimate expression, dude, for anyone listening who like is a cannabis guru. Um it's like an old school lemon G from the early nineties. Uh, it's got so much limonene in it, dude. Like it, you just do not smell cannabis like this these days. And, um, it is just such a special strain and it's become like a, uh, it's become like a, uh, a legend around these circles I've been bringing it to because I'll just bring it everywhere I go. Right. And, is and it I powder? just, that's, no, no. Uh, well, the Kratom is, yeah. But the Tahiti lime is just a normal strain of cannabis. Um, I'll, I'll show you it. Uh, dude, when yeah. we meet up, I'll give you a bunch of it. You know, I'll gift you some of Tahiti yeah. lime. Yeah. Right, dude. It's fucking I am, I am, I am in for everything you're saying. If, when <laughs> the CIA yeah. is listening, I'm going to yeah, smoke right? it in. I'm going to smoke it in Boston. Not. <laughs> yeah, right. Not. Go you know, fuck and, yourself. Uh, dude, it's <laughs> going to be so federal funny, legal. Though. It's going to be federal legal. So, it has to. It has to. Yeah. But, but dude, um, so wait, you do your Kratom. That's. Yep. But, how do you do you mix it with something? Because I, I, no. I, I it tasted heavy pills, pills. pills. That's how you I, I put it in capsules. So I get I get the straight powder. I do not fuck with the extracts because uh, they're way too strong. And I just I don't need it, you know. So for anyone listening, like, I know it's tempting, like you want it to work better. Don't like and also don't use it every day. You know, that's like the thing that I use it for, too. I use it a lot for podcasting. You know, um, I, I use it when I have a big day ahead of me. You know, um, I also intermittent fast to go back to like, like the ab thing. Um, there's like, so it's, it's a combination of like diet, uh, which is high fat, high so you're intermittent high, fasting as well. Yes. Yes. That's yep. okay. So like high fat, high protein. Um, I, again, I have carbs. Like I do some bodybuilding type training. Like I do like deadlifts, squats. Um, I do like chest presses with kettlebells. Um, I try to stay as functional as possible. A lot of animal flow, move nat. Um, I work with a move nat trainer right now. He's fucking dope. You got to have him on. His name's Joe Santos. Shout out to Joe. He's been fixing Shout my out. body. Oh, yeah, that dude, sounds awesome. Dope. Um, and then I work with another trainer too, who's like classic bodybuilder. He, he's my size six, four, but he's probably two twenty, and I'm one ninety. So like, I'm trying to get up to 200, you know, just for aesthetics. Like, and what I realized from like, um, I'm going to butcher his name, but like Jojo Maji, I, I forget his name, but he's this fucking yoked like bodybuilder, but he's also can do splits and like do backflips and stuff. So I've realized like, I like the aesthetic part of it. Like I like looking good. You know, so, like, yeah. so, so sue me, right? Hell like, yeah. you know, like, but at the same time, I also like being functional, being able to like go fucking hike a mountain, climb a mountain, uh, rock climb, bike ride, um, you know, like a snowboard, like all that stuff. So you can have your cake and eat it too in that respect, you know, for anyone Literally. listening, um, that's what I found, you know, so intermittent fasting, diet, um, a lot of like compound lifting, like, like deadlifts, stuff like that, but also deadlift squats, press the, the usual yeah, stuff. Yeah. And also like like a lot of like um like isolation ab work, a lot of like uh, calisthenics. Yeah, how many times um, are you doing? How how much like you're weak? It, how, how much are you focusing on the ab and the calisthenic work? Well, 
Technically every day um, because I'm always doing like core work every day. I'm always stabilizing my core using like the stick mobility stuff. Shout out to stick mobility. They're dope. Um, they're like these big long sticks that you can bend and fucking move into and shit. See, are so you crunching like, a lot or are you staying away um, from crunches? I don't do I don't do any crunches because um, ah, I know awesome. like from from like uh, a lot of my friends that are in the world of like the new fitness, like neurokinetic therapy and amino neurofrequency therapy that um, crunches are actually pretty bad for your spine. Yeah, they they, they up, put right? like too much pressure in your discs. So my game is longevity, you know, like, so I'm, I'm, I'm always balance, balancing like the longevity with like the, the, the pushing it and redlining it, you know, because I do enjoy like pushing my body to the limit. Like it's like Ben Greenfield, like, you know, he fucking trains his body hard, but he also eats right and does all the right things, sleeps well. That's a huge part of it. Sleep is huge. How much in, are you like, sleeping? Uh, eight hours a night, every yeah, night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me like, too. Me too. yeah. Like I don't fuck with sleep. Like there, like, again, like there's always like, I'm ne I don't only sits dealing absolutes, right. To bring up star Wars. Right. So like, there's always times like at Mark's house, we were going to, you know, do combo. So like, I only got like six and a half, seven hours, but then the next day I napped and I fucking made up for it, you know? So like, you know, and I'm also like that day, I'm only like having like a half cup of coffee. Like I'm not going to redline my body in a lot of ways. Um, same party. And like, I might stay up till five in the morning. I'm just going to eat a strong edible and sleep till two in the afternoon. You know, like it's not mm -hmm. the same. I get it for everyone listening, but it's, it's the best you can do. And you got to live, you got to live your life, you know? Um, so I'm not one of those like crazy people who's like, Oh, I never live. And I'm in oh, bed by 8 PM, you know? Yeah. But you're, you're doing everything. You're, you're really literally fucking highly optimized. Say that, but you're literally, you are, on a little, you are next level optimized. That's fucking nuts. Cause now I got to yeah. look at all this stuff. Now I'm going to be looking Dude. At, I was but like, okay. I don't want to sound like a douche with the ad work, but I really care about my abs. <laughs> Dude. So are you the this ab work? Yep. You're just doing mostly standing because that sounds so much better. Yeah. Um, so okay. So I do like um, I do a lot of groundwork. Like I actually, dude. To be completely honest, I still do ab rippers from P90X. You know, like uh, X2. Like, dude, download X2 ab ripper. And then what I would say is uh, do core functional fitness. You know, like where you like even deadlifting, right? Like if you're deadlifting right your abs are going to have to engage the core killing yeah. you right when you come up right so what i do is like i'll do a full like just bodybuilding workout right or like calisthenics workout or whatever and then at the end i'll do like some accessory work you know like maybe i'm like you know what i want to get some more oblique shit so i'll do some fucking uh triangle stuff uh some um what do they call it when you have kettlebells and you fucking go down i think it's just yeah. triangle pretty yeah, sure it's something triangle, like right? that something yeah like so that. um putting a little bit of weight into abs, right? And you got to be careful again, how you do it. Um, but like, again, like, you know, with the obliques, right? Because when you get the obliques flaring up, dude, you get those fucking cuts that everyone wants and stuff. And you get all your like intrinsic muscles showing. Yeah, I knew, showing. you could tell from yours, like you, there's weight involved because they're pop. Because like yeah, the, the, the bodybuilders that I speak to, like you, even if you listen to Schwarzenegger and Dorian they just don't care about their bodies. And they're like, I'm just doing a thousand sit-ups a day. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want to do that. My back hurts. Like, I don't yes. want to do this. That's yes. why I'm asking you. Because I'm like, it's yes. like, I literally have, and I bought the programs from some of the guys Guys, you know, yeah. it's $50, $100. And it's like, I go to the ab section and they're like, 100 reverse crunches, 100 crunches, 100. Oof. I'm like, nope, my back. Nope. It literally hurts my back thinking yeah. about doing that. Yeah. Dude, like what I would say is um, you're 100% right. Like, because again, like, you know, back problems are big, you know, and, and it all comes from like core dysfunction, right? And Joe will like bring you down a rabbit hole of core dysfunction, right? And how like everyone's dealing with it in some way, shape, or form. Um, but what you can do is like, you know, with, with, with X2, right? Like X2 ab ripper is like, they do some like things that like look a little bit like crunches, but they're like, you know, you're stabilized back and you're like, you know, putting your legs out, you're doing like, um, uh, row your boats and things like that. But a lot of it is like isolation, uh, stuff, you know, like, so you'll be on your back, like with your legs straight up in the air, mm -hmm. your hands out to the side, like at like say three and nine. Right. And then you'll be just taking your legs and holding them to one side. Right. But while you're keeping your butt, like your, your whole core isn't moving, you're keeping your core sturdy and you're moving your legs and you're holding like your it, right? windshield wiping. almost. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. That's and then I mean. after that, you'll do like some gate bridge lifts. And then after that, you'll do some like, you know, other isolation holds where you're on, you're sitting on your butt and you go back as far as you can and like kind of stay there and stuff. And really what I've found is like doing that. And then also like calisthenics, dude, like just get some bars. Um, I got mine from, uh, what is it? Um, uh, the, base bar company they were all over facebook at the beginning of quarantine. You mean it's like a bar like just like a, yeah, one of those, well those it's it's two of them it's like two bars that look like this like they're they're big you know but they're like this and oh so you okay i know what you're saying I know what and you're saying. you can do like l sits like for, l -sits for like the calisthenics yeah exactly v sits um like i have some pictures of me doing some v sits and dude like 
my abs got to a whole new level. I'm gonna send you my Amazon stuff. list tonight. It's yes. gonna be like crap. Yes. It's gonna be this. Yes. It's gonna be that. Dude, yes. And I'll give you all the sites too, because a big part of this too is like there are only certain sites you can get the the kratom from that I use. Um, and actually, uh, the one the one that I was using was called Oregon Kratom. And uh, long story short, the guy got arrested for like a bunch of crazy shit. So no more organ kratom. But I found a new place. <laughs> found a new place that has really good stuff. So That's I'll send hilarious. you the details. Yeah, for that. bro, please. Um, I forget. I've, I forget the name offhand. But I had yeah. one plant that I thought I was gonna like impress you with that I take, oh. and now I'm like, forget it. He's not gonna. It's the <laughs> forget it. I don't want to say it's the. No, uh, I, I have it at, at night. It's a tea. It's blue lotus. The oh, blue lotus dude, plant. dude, I love it. It's really it's very relaxing. Have you ever have you ever vaped it? I've tried to smoke it, but it's like, it's, it's all, everything gets too convoluted by that point with the pot. I haven't smoked it alone. Have you? Uh, yes. Um, so, so what I do is, um, uh, my buddy, Eddie, um, who I'll, I'll reach out to you. I'll make the connection for you guys. He would be great to have on. Um, sure. He's doing a lot of cool shit in Boston. He has this event, um, that he runs with two other guys, Jordan and Rob, uh, both amazing guys doing their own epic shit. Um, it's called ice and iron. And it's a monthly men's meetup where like, it's just, dude, it's like exactly what I'm experiencing when I go to all these events now, like they're starting one in Boston, like, and it's, and they've been doing it for over a year now. It's really getting big. So you'll go to Eddie's house. Um, Eddie's just a fucking awesome dude, man. Just like, they're all just awesome guys, man. That's my tribe here. Like I remember I mentioned it during my mm -hmm. podcast, like that's mm -hmm. my Boston tribe. You know, those are the people that are putting in the work. Um, they're all Czech practitioners. You know, they've all been doing Czech. Um, the story of how I met Eddie, it's fucking weird. I'll tell you that after. Um, but yeah, they do ice and iron. So like you meet up, uh, you know, a lot of guys won't know each other. You do some uh, breath work together, you work out and then you fucking hit ice baths. Like I'm talking, he's got an industrial freezer, grain feed tubs, dude. And we're talking January. It's so goddamn cold, but you have to kick your feet through the ice to get into these ice tubs, dude. And it's on a main road. So people are honking, dude, it's fucking awesome, man. And um, after all that's over, what we do is we'll hang out in the office, just like me and the guys. And uh, we'll hit the volcano, you know? And so he was like, he's the one that brought me in because I'd always bring all the cannabis and be like, dude, check out Tahiti Lime, Joey Sickle, Goliath, whatever. And he'd be like, bro, let's put some Blue Lotus, some Skull Cap, some Mullane, um, you know, some tobacco, you know? Ooh, tobacco, right? Yeah, like right? everyone listening. He's, he vapes tobacco? <laughs> um, you know, just, just to give you an idea, like uh, tobacco is a very spiritual plant. You know, it's a grandfather medicine, right? So um, it's just been bastardized the same way that cannabis is being bastardized right now. Like, Mark my words, right? Which is a famous saying that I gave Mark uh, this past week, which was, I thought it was fucking awesome, dude. Like me, Danny Rios and Rachel came up with that in Mexico. And we were like, mark my words. Oh my God. Has he figured that out yet? And uh, so that was cool. We got to, we got to tell him that and he was like, oh, I hadn't thought of that yet. But um, yeah, so um, he, uh, he introduced me to like the wonders of organic grown tobacco. You know, and so what I was going to say is that mark my words in 20 years, there will be cannabis cigarettes that like Marlboro or whatever company owns them like that they give that cause cancer guarantee. I guarantee it because what they do is they make these things addictive and they make them full of chemicals. Right. And that's their whole thing. That's what they do. Right. They're archons. Right. They they prey on people's weaknesses um, and 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 they they. They, they're Darth Vader, you know, like they're, they're strong, but, but you know, who wins in Star Wars, right? Always the light side, right? Because it's always more powerful. So anyway, um, like we'll make these bowls of blue lotus, skull cap, tobacco, cannabis, and then we'll throw a little like wild lettuce or like, um, or like a uh, peppermint essential oil from essential oil wizardry. Uh, shout out to Nick. That guy's a genius. Um, and dude, like, I remember one time I left his house and uh, this wasn't even cannabis. This was just like a uh, skull cap, blue Lotus, mullein, a um, couple other herbs and wild lettuce. And dude, like I had to pull over. I was like, rage, I'm fucked up. Like, I was just like, Whoa, like dude, wild lettuce. That's Great. amazing. Yeah. You want to fucking live it on different, you all on different levels. I'm down <laughs> here with like my little thing. I get my little pot after this. That's Dude. amazing, man. So like, what is your day? Give me like, just like the day breakdown of what are you doing? You were just, I know you're optimizing. You made that clear, but like, what does the day look like for, for you? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm a little bit of a late riser. Um, so I wake up around eight or nine, you know, and, uh, usually closer to eight, try to anyway, fingers crossed. Um, 
And so I wake up at eight, um, I'll do breath work, meditation and affirmations. First thing, like non-negotiable, like that's like my first thing. Like, I don't care. Like if I have to cancel plans, rearrange things, if I wake up late, whatever, that's always happening. Like I put myself first, you have to, right? Because again, if my cup's not full, I can't go give it out all day. Right. And that's my thing. That's why I love to do more than anything is give my energy away all day. How long, how long is this, is this process and what uh, specifically, what kind of Stuff yes. Um, so uh, I'll go back and forth between uh, Wim Hof breath, uh, Tumo breathing, DMT breathing, uh, alternate nostril breathing, box breathing. It depends on how I'm feeling that day. Like if I wake up and I'm like anxious, I'll focus on parasympathetic breathwork styles like box breathing and alternate nostril breathing. If I wake up and I'm feeling pretty damn good, but like maybe I need some energy, Wim Hof, dude, like every time. Yeah, I've only, I, done the, I've only done the the power breathing, the, the Wim Hof breathing. What is it? What is the box breathing and stuff? What, what is that sounds interesting? The, the power yeah, so, so box breathing is you breathe in for four, you hold for four, you breathe out for four, and Ooh. then you hold your breath out for four. So like you breathe in, you hold, you breathe out, and you hold. And then you, you know, and so what it does is it puts your body into a down regulated state, right? Because again, so many of us, especially us in places like New York and Boston are just like, we're getting, we're going to work, we're drinking coffee, we're stuck in traffic, fuck you, fuck you, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, you know how it is, Scott, you know, like, so yeah, so like, so basically what happens is we get into a sympathetic response, right? And so our sympathetic systems are great for when we need to get out of dodge very quickly, right? So say if like a fucking mountain lion happens upon you, your body's just going to fucking click in and your body's going to start running and you're not even going to consciously think about it. It's just going to happen, right? But what happens is we have these coworkers that we might not like. Um, we have this traffic we get stuck in daily. And so we become chronically stuck in this fight or flight um, you know, response. And so what happens is that uh, spawns chronic inflammation through the release of cortisol, which I'm sure you know about, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens is like a lot of us are very upregulated and you can tell when people talk because they're always talking super fast. They can't slow down. I'm like, you know, like how I, how I used to be, right? Like, so, so they're stuck in this like uh, chronic, you know, sympathetic response and, and we're painting the picture of America here, right? Like this is America, right? And then you combine it with the unhealthy diet, yada, yada. So anyway, you do parasympathetic breathing styles like box breathing and alternate nostril breathing, you know, breathing in, you know, that kind of stuff oh, to down regulate your body. You know, it's great for if you like, you have trouble sleeping or insomnia. Um, those things can be really great. Um, wow. Especially, yeah. Like, so when you want to relax, you're going parasympathetic. And then when you want to yep. get jacked up, because that's probably, yeah, I usually do the Wim Hof right before I'm going to the gym. That's probably why it works. But yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. it's great for that. Wow. Okay, cool. And then yeah. you're doing some affirmations. You're doing your, yep. your gratitude, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. thankful. Mm-hmm. How long does that whole process take you? An hour? Yeah, an hour. Yeah. And then um, uh, something that, like that I that I do, um, uh, self-admittedly not enough, uh, but that I'm working on is journaling. Um, and the 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 problem with me is like I, I think I speak for both of us, Scott, when when I say this, like I have an on or off switch period. So if I'm in a journal, it's going to be five fucking pages or it's just not worth it. Exactly. Right. So that's a story that I'm working on currently right now is like that. I don't have to do everything to the um degree. 100%. Like hundred percent. Yeah. It's like it's like, problem. Oh, I don't work out at all. I better do P90X. You know, like, yeah, Oh, I like, and I've done it with diet. You know, that's, that's how I've gone. That's like why I give that, you know, piece of advice of like, let yourself have the cake, man, because I did it the other way. You and like, there's going to be one day a month where you just fucking eat a whole cake, you know, and it's I'll throw like into the happens. star Wars reference. It's very easy to go full Anakin. Dude, full, you're full, you're <laughs> yes. full revenge of the Sith. Yes. You will yes, not take dude. it from me. That's dude. like what I, yes. that's where I've become. That, that's yes, really dude. You know how I know we're going to get along great among many other things, Scott, is that we both love Star Wars, man. That fucking right there, you, dude. I, Dude, you don't, you don't even know how much of it. Like pe- this is the thing. People think I'm like the cool dude from New York. It's like yeah, we yeah. play like after this, I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm a half wizard and I can't dude. wait to act. Nasu, Fuck my yeah. half wizard. I'm very excited. And then we actually, yeah. I will invite you guys if this becomes the truth. So we do a, um, it's called token month. So we do a, a, a month dedicated to, to Tolkien, Lord of the Rings. Dude. And we're going to start a festival in Pennsylvania next year. Lord of the Rings festival, everybody comes, you watch, you put on the big screen. We tried to get the, the permit this year, just didn't, you know, with COVID. But um, big, I'm, I love all this stuff, all of it. So I'm, I'm in. 
We have some amazing things uh, to talk about them because uh, in Pennsylvania, I have a client who actually owns a dope ass farm and him and I have been having conversations about doing like a full on intensive, like men's, maybe even unisex weekend there to teach them all about organic farming and regenerative agriculture, but also combine in like cacao and cannabis and these things and bring people through these transformational experiences where they understand why all of these things go together. Like why we treat our bodies like temples, right? Like, so we can, we can then like have the impact that we're meant to have here right because like i tell everyone like you know your set of fingerprints are never going to be on this earth again right like you have a unique set of fingerprints and with that set of fingerprints you have a unique gift that no one else has right and this is for everyone listening right like we're all so special right and and everyone is equal of course right but we all have unique ways like and 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 my buddy ben joy who you'll meet uh he he, man, he's just like one of those guys who can, who can articulate things in a way where I'm like, dude, that is exactly what it is. Right. And so we're in, we're in Colorado and, you know, there was this, they were, we were hanging out, right. We we're, uh, you know, having a medicine journey. And, and so like he went through a process and he's really good at calling himself out in his own stuff. Right. Sure. And so he was, uh, I forget the exact like way it went down, but basically, you know, he was basically saying like, you know, I have all these cool toys right? Like to talk about the inner child, right? And, and all we are like as humans as is big kids, right? As we grow up. And so we all want to share our toys. We want to like show like, I got a cool toy. Like I got a cool toy. And so what happens is we stifle our toys, right? Like we, we tell ourselves, oh, we can't do that anymore. It's time to grow up, whatever. And so like one of his things was magic tricks, right? And I'm talking, dude, like this kid was on Broadway. Like literally he was, he was in Beauty and the Beast. Like he's like a wow. professional actor turned coach. Um, he's a magician, like in, in just life in general, I'm talking the best card tricks I've ever seen. Right. But he did these card tricks for us. And like, we're like, what the fuck? And he realized like, dude, I really enjoy doing that. And I like, haven't been giving myself the ability to do that enough, you know? Okay. And so one question I'll ask any for everyone listening and I'll ask you, Scott, right. And you can think about this. You don't have to answer it right now is what, what toy are you not allowing yourself to express? Right. Like, and that dude is like, it's is big question. because like, but like one thing I noticed about you, Scott, like just from that conversation we just had about token and everything is that you're in touch with your inner child for sure. You know, because, um, like dude, like you're going to love this group, man, that, uh, that I've been with because they're all like that, dude. Like we just, we love movies. We love like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars. You guys like, look like such a good crew. It's just the energy. <laughs> you just know, and the fact like, cause I, you know, the I don't know. If, suits, I, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. It's the best. I like <laughs> the that's like, what do you think? The Italian kid yeah. in a, in a tracksuit. Uh, no, but that's it. And I think, you know, I, I kind of, I've always, I always think about the, you know, what is not, you know, this is, Scott on the inside, this is Scott on the outside, whichever way you look at it. I want to be the Scott on the inside to the outer world. And that's kind of, I knew the path is my creativity and the path is either a podcast comedy for me. Cause you, you mentioned magic. Magic is that that's what kind of started clicking. Cause it's like magic. We know, you, you know, it's not real, you know, it's not mad, mm -hmm. you know, but there's the, the essence of magic. And it's, it's very similar with comedy where you're basically it's magic with words. That's how the way I try to describe it. But yeah. there's that, that's one piece. The other piece is that connection with people and being in the moment, like how you're in the pocket right now. We've been, I feel like we've been in the pocket all me and you're just in the pocket. Like I'm not worried about yeah. fucking this or that. Um, and it, it's nice that, and when I got on stage, you're dealing with uh, a stage fright. So there's, there's, and that's, you know, the reason why you're so good with people is because you're very emotional. You're very, you're a high influence, you're high odd. And that's when the higher yeah. influencer you are, the more yeah. you're worried about people think for me, at least that's the big issue is worrying about people think. And that once I, I feel myself disconnecting from that slowly, and that's like, that's, I think the goal for everybody, right? Who the fuck wants to worry about what other people think about you? And now yeah. it's still tough for me because when I'm still, I don't want to tell people I have a podcast, I'm like embarrassed. You know, I don't want to tell people I have, I'm a comedian because I'm, but now my, my TR coach is like, you're a fucking comedian, bro. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, I, I went yeah. to I went to Vegas. Own it. Yeah, because we had, um, you know, we had uh, a deadline when my goals was to do the show by September and September, and they were closed. And I was like, how am I going to do this? So I was like, I went to Vegas. I went to Vegas. Went for the good reasons. No, no drugs yeah. or well, marijuana. But that, that yeah, 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 of course. Um, of course. Went, yeah. 